0: to be uh, you know, something that I've had to grow into. I don't think I was a very good leader in the beginning, and I've had to really work on, on how to do that. And I think the, one of the biggest things is to make sure that you never forget your vision as to why you started the company and make sure that that is manifested. Throughout every step of the company, every facet of the company, through uh, to all of the employees down to the last line worker, they have to embrace the mission through the packaging, how you communicate to people. You have to be proud and speak boldly of what you believe in.
1: You are listening to the Real Leaders Podcast, where leaders keep it real. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and that was the founder and CEO of Miyoko's, Miyoko Shinner who shares the ingredients of impact. In this episode today, Shinner emphasizes the reason she went into business to make sure that that purpose is communicated all throughout her stakeholders and to never forget why she went into business in the first place. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the real Miyoko Shinner. Enjoy. Enjoy. And we are live here at the Most Summit uh, with Miyoko Shinner, the founder and CEO of Miyoko's. Uh, this is all made possible by Big Path Capital, the leading investment uh, impact investment bank that assists in company exits, capital raises, and founder liquidity. Miyoko, what brings you to the Most Summit?
0: Well, this is the place where people are trying to make change, and I want to be part of it. And I was uh, invited and. Really thrilled to be asked to give the keynote, so. <laughs>
1: and impact is such a big topic mm-hmm. here today. How is Miyoko's making an impact in the food industry?
0: We're trying to recreate the future of food by revolutionizing dairy with plants. Animal agriculture is one of the leading contributors to climate change, to desertification, to water pollution, land use, etc. And so what we're trying to do is make Pro, uh, products that people love to eat on a regular basis, things like cheese and butter, but to do it in a more compassionate way, in a more sustainable way, by making them from plants rather than cows.
1: How do you do that? How do you make a butter
0: from a plant? You know, we actually use traditional cheese making technology. We take plant. Plants turn them into some sort of milk or base and we inoculate them with dairy cultures. And that really kick-starts this whole process of fermentation that transforms flavors from whether it's like a sweet nutty flavor into something that's very cheesy. And then we can modify the texture through various processes such as uh, heat, shear, and aging. Uh,
1: a lot of social enterprises struggle with costs, high costs.
0: Yes. How
1: do you uh, scale your business while still making a profit?
0: You know, it's interesting. We started out with a really premium brand with very expensive products that we knew that only the early adopters would buy. And you know, we call it sort of the Tesla model. So it was sort of like the Roadster. We had these premium cheeses that were in the ten to twelve dollar ballpark to figure out whether or not there would be uh, actual consumer. Um, you know, consumers purchasing them and and they did. They did purchase them. Uh, But it's a very limited marketplace. They're looking for artisan products. So the next thing, of course, was to introduce products that were at a slightly lower price point and we introduced um, products that were made from slightly different substrates. And now we're going into uh, products that are made out of things like potatoes and legumes so we can reach a wider audience. It turns out that people that are looking for uh, impact-based products are willing to spend a little bit more to begin with. and But eventually, you know, we do need to re- cross that chasm and reach the mainstream audience that really is sensitive to price. So it's, it's really important for companies such as ours to make things as affordable as possible. And through technology, innovation, and scaling, you can do that.
1: Interesting. Okay. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. How does this, what does this process look like from the food production mm-hmm. plants? To the distribution and where is it located in current stores?
0: Well, we're in about 12,000 stores currently. We're thro- uh, We started out in the natural channel. Actually, we started out with e-commerce, and then we went to the natural channel stores like Whole Foods. And uh, so we're in about 98% of the natural stores uh, throughout the country right now. Uh, and then we managed to cross over into conventional. So stores like Kroger and Publix. We're also in mass market retailers such as Target. Uh, and trade and Trader Joe's, uh, we're going to be going into Club later this year, and, as well as some other ma- um, mass market retailers. So there's so much reset, receptivity actually in conventional and mass for products such as ours, which really excites me that the, the companies that have the biggest potential impact because they have that national infrastructure want to participate in the, uh, the the ability to change future uh, the future marketplace.
1: And I know that, or at least I'm aware, mm-hmm. agriculture culture uses a lot of water.
0: Oh, it's huge. Um, so yeah, what do you do with that? Okay, so this is really important. Our cheeses right now uh, are made from cashews predominantly. Cashews only grow in the tropics where there's absolutely no irrigation or water inputs whatsoever. The only form of, of water is from the sky, just rainfall, that's it. If you contrast that to a pound of cheese made from cow's milk, that requires about a 1,000 gallons of water to make one pound of cheese. Whereas a, one pound of, of cashew cheese requires only a couple of quarts, the the water that you actually put in and the water that's required to clean up. So that alone is is a huge reason to explore plants as as a way to manufacture cheese. Now another thing is land use. Animal agriculture takes up about 50% of all land in the United States right now. So it's not just the grazing land, but it's all the crops that grow to feed the cows uh, and support the the whole system. On one acre of land, you can grow about 50 cashew trees that will produce about enough cashews to make about 6,000 pounds of cheese per year. Much more efficient. Much more efficient. So when you're not recycling calories through animals, you can just produce far more product that will feed the 10 billion people that we have to feed in about by 2050.
1: And I think a lot of people take for granted food at the grocery store, how it gets there. How do you manage um, spoilage?
0: Yes. So spoilage. Well, we don't have very much at the store level. We do uh, track our spoils and returns, and we don't have very much once it gets to the store. We have our products are really high turn, so we've been really, really lucky. I think the biggest issue has been as we've scaled, we've had to deal with batches that have gone awry because we really didn't know how to commercialize it initially. So you know, you start uh, scaling, all of a sudden you've got several thousand pounds of product that somehow didn't turn out. What do you do with it? And unfortunately, that's part of the reality of scaling any kind of new um, technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had, to, we, Luckily, we've been able to compost most of it, but right now, it's really just being very, very particular about how we do our manufacturing to make sure that we don't have those discards.
1: Miyoko, this is very impressive. Your company, you told me, is five years old. Um, what type of leadership does it take to have a vision for a company like this?
0: To be uh, you know, something that I've had to grow into. I don't think I was a very good leader in the beginning, and I've had to really work on, on how to do that. And I think the, one of the biggest things is to make sure that you never forget your vision as to why you started the company and make sure that that is manifested throughout every step of the company, every facet of the company, through uh, to all of the employees down to the last line worker, they have to embrace the mission, through the packaging, how you communicate to people. You have to be proud. and and speak boldly of what you believe in.
1: For viewers watching this at home, how do you define impact?
0: Impact is the ability to make change and to save the planet and all its living inhabitants. We have serious issues. You've got 10 10 billion people that are going to occupy the planet and we have to figure out how to maintain this planet and make it thrive.
1: Love it. Well, Miyoko, thanks for your time today coming on Real Leaders Live here at the Moe Summit brought to you by Big Path Capital. Appreciate your time and best of luck with your company going
0: Thank you so much. And thank
1: you, good people, for hanging on to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast with Miyoko Shinner. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And folks, if you're looking to become a better leader and a real leader one day, Make that change here before 2021 and subscribe to The Real Leaders Magazine. That's four editions a year that come on a quarterly basis to your front doorstep. And it's filled with a wealth of information, inspiring stories, and impact examples from innovative leaders around the world. So step up today. Go online to realleaders.com slash subscribe and order your print subscription today. Also, folks, want to make sure you're subscribed to this wonderful podcast, just so you're notified for all of its release. And also, if you have any questions or want to be a part of the conversation, just email us. Email me at b at real-leaders.com. That's B-E at real-leaders.com. Thanks for being a real leader and stay tuned for the next episode.